The planet is heating up. The oceans are becoming filled with plastic. Change starts now. Change starts now. We're on a countdown to zero waste. Five, four, three, two, one. This is the Zero Waste Countdown Podcast. Here's your host, Laura Nash. Hi, everyone. It's Laura Nash with the Zero Waste Countdown podcast and radio show. And today I'm actually in Toronto with Kelly and Lauren, and they are from the podcast Millennial Minimalists. This podcast is super awesome. I've checked out some of their episodes and uh, they're living in Toronto and they're living their best life here. And so we're going to talk all about uh, minimalism today, which is super awesome. So thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you for having us. Yeah, we're so excited to be here. Can we start with you, Kelly, and just like kind of hear an introduction and uh, how you got into minimalism as well? Absolutely. So I would say maybe nine, maybe nine, almost a year ago, actually. I was going to say nine months, but almost a year ago now, I just feel a little bit lost in my life. And I, you know, I was listening to personal development podcasts, uh, one of which is called Impact Theory, really influenced me to kind of, you know, step back and look at my lifestyle and see, hey, like I have all these big dreams that I want to fulfill in my life. And I feel like I'm not actually taking or creating time to accomplish these things. And I was wondering why. And I started seeing Lauren, one of my best friends, and she's always lived very simply. And so she was the one that initially inspired me to start listening to The Minimalist Podcast. They're major thought leaders in the space. And I realized that I needed to remove all the excess in my life. And majority of that clutter was in my mind, but it was also in my physical space. So, so then I was inspired to clear that excess and adopt this lifestyle. And so combining our passion for podcasts, Uh, Lauren's always lived this way. Me as a new adopter of this lifestyle, we said, let's start a podcast. And it was actually, we started it uh, in Italy. We decided, hey, to start this journey, one of the best way to start living simply is to book a trip and see how much you can live off of for 10 to 12 days. So in Italy, we bought tiny little carry-ons and it was such a fantastic experience because we came back realizing that in those 10 days, we, we didn't even use our entire bag. It was amazing. And it, it made me realize like, it's not the stuff that makes me happy. It's these experiences. And our mission is to live this way so that we can create more meaning and fulfillment in our everyday. That's so awesome. And what a good idea to go on a vacation because you have to carry everything that you kind of own at the time on your back, right? So it really makes you see like what you need and what you don't. Like, do I, did I really need to bring 10 pairs of bathing suits or something? <laughs> so unnecessary. Yeah, we actually, we, we went from like Venice to Rome. It's one of those trips where you're going to multiple cities. And so it just made a lot of sense. And we took care of luggage up like flights of stairs. And so it's a good thing that we did it on that trip. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. When I was in Ecuador, like... 12 years ago or something, I had this rule where I had to be able to run after a bus with all my stuff that I brought. Oh, smart. (laughs) So so I did not bring any more than that because obviously that happened where I had to run after a bus. So, uh, so yeah, it's nice to have like not so much stuff to deal with. 
Um, so Lauren, what was, uh, what was your reason for starting? So you've been kind of living this lifestyle your whole life, really. Yeah. I've always been like this. I didn't know I was like this, like ever since I was a kid, I just never liked owning all that stuff. Like there's videos of me on my birthday when I was little and my brother was opening up my presents cause I just didn't care. And oh, wow. my room, people thought it was a spare room cause I just never had that much stuff. And, um, I didn't know I was doing it. I just knew that clutter and having things around me was distracting so I didn't like it and I also really appreciated the aesthetic of it like I liked things clean and simple um and then I saw the documentary on minimalism and I was like wow this is how I live this is incredible and the more I learned about it I read their books I continued to watch documentaries and research it I just realized all the benefits from it and then it kind of brought me into environmentalism and that it is a very beautiful way to live and it's a very responsible way to live. So I think that's kind of what inspired our podcast. And yeah, we and, went and from there. yeah, and our goal and our mission is to inspire others to live a simpler, more intentional day. And it's interesting because there are, you know, I feel like it's a very trendy movement right now, mm-hmm. but it's, it's focused on the physical things, the clutter. And yeah, that's a piece of minimalism, but we like to argue that minimalism is basically an opportunity to step back so that you can figure out or write down your goals and your values and figure out, hey, what are the steps I need to take or what are the habit changes I need to make in order to live the ideal version of the life that I want to live? So mm-hmm. it helps yeah. you step back and it's almost like a life, lifestyle template in a sense. Yeah. Because you talk about that a lot in your episodes, right? About the planning and goal setting and and writing things down, right? Yeah. And minimalism, like, refines your life. It makes you prioritize things. And it's not just what you own. It's everything. And something that's going to blow your mind is the average person lives a thousand months. So that's another thing. And when someone told me that, and that's on average 80 years of age, Think about that, and that was one of the reasons, and I had heard that a year ago, and that was another trigger moment for me that said, hey, I don't want my life passing me by. I wanna be in control of my everyday in a sense that you know, I'm not living a life for someone else, and I'm, I feel fulfilled, and I feel like I'm living a life of meaning because I'm living by my terms. And a thousand months, like how much of that do you really want to spend working and just consuming? Yeah. And cleaning. Yeah. And taking the garbage out. Yes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like there's so much better things and more to life than that. So it, it really inspires that and shows people that. And it's so easy to clean when you don't have like a bunch of stuff, right? Oh. Like, if you just have this, like, nice, clean, like, countertop or something, it's just, like, you just wipe it and you're done, right? I can clean my place in, like, five minutes. <laughs> yeah, we argue it's it's basically cleaning your life so you don't have to clean your life every day. Yeah. Because you're maintaining that cleanliness every single day, and it's just a part of your daily routine, so you don't have to have a spring cleaning because you're it's in you're you also you have less, first of all, and second of all, same with zero waste. So you have less stuff, so you have less stuff to worry about every day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I try to have my house clean enough so that I can clean it in 15 minutes if if someone comes. So not I'm not at five. That would be awesome to get there. But uh, just, you know, for a quick like once over, you know, just wipe out the sink or something. If, if you know someone's coming over and, and having less stuff definitely helps with that. So are you guys, like you guys are best friends? Yes. We are, so yeah. did you grow up together? No. Lauren can tell the story. Um, So I sell real estate. That's what I do by profession. And I took Kelly on showings. That's how we met. I was looking for an apartment. 
Yeah, and I showed her some condos, and she was like, "Do you want to go for a drink?" <laughs> she wanted to go on a girl well, drink. Yeah. It but was, the funny part was the closet situation. Yeah, this is uh, every client I take in Toronto, because condos are pretty small in Toronto. They always complain about the closet space, which I never cared because I was a minimalist. It always <laughs> fitted me. And Kelly shows up with her long blonde hair, and I'm like, this girl is going to complain about the closet. And we walk into the bedroom, and I'm like, I know the closet's small. And she turned around, and she's like, that's fine. I don't have that many clothes. And I was like, we are going to be friends. (laughs) (laughs) So it was funny, but that's kind of how we connected that day. Yeah. Oh, good. That's a really good story. Uh, So, and and you guys have this wonderful podcast um, and it's all about minimalism and you, you bring some guests on and I think that it's kind of blowing up in popularity. Like, is that fair to say? Like, you can see the downloads, and there's, like, a lot of downloads. Yeah, people are excited about it, which is good. Oh, our podcast. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. Yeah, honestly, I mean, another reason why we we started the podcast is because we recognize that we as millennials have this voice. You know, we we are today's trendsetters and future consumers. So we have the opportunity to move this or push this movement forward. And, you know, our, our goal is basically to disrupt consumerism mm-hmm. uh, and dissolve big brands. And we've had an episode where we we're challenging big brands to speak up because in a sense, we kind of crack the millennial code for, for big brands, which is cool. So, mm. yeah. Do you ever read those articles where it's like, oh, those darn millennials, they killed the napkin industry or like the fabric softener yeah, industry. Good. I'm like, yay. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. I mean, we keep it, up the good work. Yeah. What's next? Yeah. Straws. <laughs> These are all good things, right? Amazing, I mean, yeah. I, 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 we were arguing that, you know, we made mom and pop shops par- popular. <laughs> uh, we are interested in sustainable and ethical clothing. Uh, we prefer organic, all these things that are moving into that great zero waste direction as well so again going hand in hand with minimalism yeah Yeah. people hate us but we're doing good things (laughs) (laughs) and really changing everything right and I I love to see local businesses and I always try to bring businesses on the podcast because I don't want to say okay everybody lose your job like that's not what I want but I just want like good jobs and better jobs and you know smaller businesses and and people to know their bosses instead of having a boss that makes like five million dollars a year when someone's They've never seen yeah minimum wage and you know so it's good to see that we're all all doing this and uh you mentioned clothes mm-hmm. in there so you guys are both models are you is that true uh just kelly is okay lauren thank is you, too you <laughs> lauren is like lauren. Uh, oh, thank you. yeah we look like sisters it's really funny <laughs> yeah uh, yeah so no i i used to have uh, a, a career overseas in modeling so i've modeled oh, wow. in hong kong and tokyo <gasps> in uh, the Los Angeles area. So speaking on that, yeah, I mean, it was an incredible experience. And it was also those travels that also initially inspired me to say that to Lauren, like, I don't need much closet space because, you know, growing up, I didn't have much closet space. And, and when you're traveling overseas and you're living like a model, I actually went there, interesting enough, for three months with a carry-on. So just goes to show you what I was able to do before, but I also had a lot of stuff at home. So I wasn't living the minimalist lifestyle then, but when I traveled, I was. Uh That's why a trip's like so good to get started with it. Yeah. Yeah. I I asked myself, when were you at your happiest or when are you at your happiest? And I said that a year ago and I was like, well, when I travel and when I lived overseas, why? Because what was I doing instead of consuming and living with tons of stuff? I was connecting with people. It's all about a sense of connection. That's why we're here. 
And I was favoring experiences over things. So it just reinforced why living this way is just the right way to live. Just going to create greater happiness in your everyday. Happier, healthier. But I'm surprised because I would think that a model would have lots of clothes. Oh, some do. Yeah. <laughs> some definitely, definitely do. I would say, you know, from my circle of friends, you know, there's a lot of movement in the industry. So I would say you're moving around. You may have a lot of stuff, but because you're traveling so much, I don't think so. It depends if someone's in one city. Yeah, you know, if someone's in the fashion industry, of course, they're going to love their clothes. But Lauren and I argue that you can still love fashion and be a minimalist. It's just being intentional about every piece you use. Make sure that you use everything you own and that anything you own that maybe you don't use very often, at least it makes you happy. So make sure it adds value to every day, sparks joy. Sparks joy. Yeah. <laughs> As Marie Kondo would say, and I don't even need to explain who Marie Kondo is. I think the whole world knows now. So interesting enough, I, I heard you uh, interviewed uh, Zero Waste Daniel, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, and, and so that, that sparked something in my mind because uh, I remember one of my first modeling jobs, I'll never forget, when I was 16, it was a recycle, recycled outfit fashion show. It was amazing. Wow. And so that was my first introduction to modeling. Oh, wow, that's cool. And I remember my, my mom just being so happy about it. She was just like, this is so cool that they're doing that. And, you know, I didn't catch on till later. But thinking about that stuff, and I mean, just you can maybe speak on Zero Waste Daniel. He's, he's the same way. He's trying to reuse items uh, and build fashion lines out of those items and, and use sustainable quality yeah um, clothing so. and it's so funny because you reminded me of zero waste daniel lauren when you said you know what i just kind of realized one day that i always was a minimalist like Dan daniel was saying that kind of too that he was just doing this thing where he gets clothing scraps and makes them into new clothing because it was the right thing to do and he never really realized he was an environmentalist if only all of us Good, were born with that, that mindset yeah. <laughs> do you lauren do you like thrift shop at all too um, I don't personally. I do sell my clothes, like, or coats or shoes or bags if oh. I don't use them anymore. Yeah. And I donate stuff, too. I don't buy use. I just don't shop that much. I feel like right. every once in a so while I'll get something. We but... like to focus on quality over quantity or yeah. fast fashion. So for that reason, I think we're very selective about the pieces we own. Pieces that may or may not be super expensive, but that last a very long time. You always say, Lauren, you always compare it's the price per wear. Like if you have a sweater and you wear it for like five years, then it doesn't actually cost you that much. But if you buy something that's more expensive and you only wear a handful of times, it actually costs you a lot per wear. But there's so many ways with shopping, like you can buy things that are natural fabrics that decompose naturally, like um, yeah. silk and cotton, and that are single fabric too. Like they're not mixed with uh, polyester, Plastic. plastics, yeah. yeah. And um, companies that do sustainable production for their clothing, they pay their employees fair, they like keep environmental regulations. So that's important too. And spending more money on less clothes but better quality and that lasts longer I think is like the big picture to look at but buying used 100% is a great way to go as well yeah. also decreases decision making every morning yeah it's amazing hence Lauren and I yeah, are wearing the same clothes same jeans, black top <laughs> this is all we own <laughs> what else like tell me about Toronto like what is it like being a minimalist in Toronto yeah I mean okay so Lauren and I we both love our city it's definitely our home and as two individuals who don't really consume a lot, because we don't, 
Uh, we're less tempted in this lifestyle to go to the mall. And we spend more time doing things, experiences that we enjoy and that help us grow and develop, I like to say. And also, we're busy city people. So when we're doing something, we're, I guess, you know, you're so busy that you have to be intentional with your every hour kind of thing. Living here is wonderful in the sense that, you know, everything's a block away, a walk away. It's great. For me, I love listening to podcasts and walking the streets. Nice. I'm usually multitasking. Lauren, I think we said back in December that I hadn't bought anything for, gosh, eight months. Yeah, she went so long. Outside of my essentials. Like food? Too or like outside of my essentials, so like so no shopping, no shopping. Wow, yeah, not buy anything. And I had purged so many items. And anybody who's living this lifestyle will know that purging feels so wonderful. You feel so much lighter, and everything you own, you take better care of, and all these things. Mm. So, but no, I, Lauren, both both of us have been focused on experiences over things. That being, Lauren is a ferocious reader. She loves to read almost a book a week, and. And I love listening to podcasts and and connecting with people. I'm very social in this city. Uh, Zora and I both have full time jobs as well, so so we're we're kind of basically juggling a lot. But living this way has helped will help us like ease our everyday. So yeah, I feel like being a minimalist in the city is so easy because we're we have access to so much. Like there's so many parks. There's lakefront. Um, in the summer, we can mean play tennis. I sail in the summer. Oh, nice! Like it's just. There's museums, there's restaurants, there's coffee shops. There's just so much to do. Like, you can go to the bookstore, like, just everything. And it's not, like, I'm not, I'm never bored in the city. And my friends are all in walking distance of me. So it's amazing to, even my cousin was saying she lives in, I'm originally from London, Ontario, just two hours from here. And she's like, you live in this little condo. And you walk everywhere. Like, you are so much more environmental than me who has to drive to work every day and it has to heat this huge house. And, like, it, it's Absolutely. crazy. Like, just being in the city, I feel like you naturally are more environmental. Like, I can yeah. walk everywhere, take TTC. So We live within our means, right? And even if we could live in a mansion, we wouldn't because we wouldn't need to fill the space. Yeah. Can you imagine cleaning it too? That's what I always think. I would never want to clean a big house. I don't like cleaning a 500 square foot condo. I couldn't imagine. Well, you would have to hire people and then you would. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's so much more efficient to live in condo buildings. Like it's so much more efficient to heat. And and then I think probably people buy less too when they have a smaller space. You're not just going to go buy like a bunch of decorations and like, where would you put them all? Like, Right? You so. can't. There's no storage. And if you get storage like a locker, you have to pay for it every month. So And they're really small, too. Like, aren't they like six feet by six if you're lucky? It's like a big dock cage. <laughs> they're not yeah. big. <laughs> yeah. So I think that really helps you is just like the size um, of place that you live in. And I know you mentioned Marie Kondo before. Do you guys have like a favorite episode or like a overall like approach? I... Like, I like her show. I've seen a few um, of her episodes. I've read her book, too. The Life-Changing Magic of... The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. Perfect. And what I do like about it is I think it's bringing awareness to people of how much stuff people have. So they'll watch the show and they'll be like, wow, my spare bedroom looks like that. Or my bedroom... Or my basement looks like that. Or my garage looks like that. And it's like showing people that they are consuming way too much. And they, like, they're going to have to go through this. Like, there's a big quote the minimalists always say, if you need staff to organize your stuff, you have too much stuff. <laughs> so it, maybe it is a Band-Aid solution. If it does help them, that's good. I don't necessarily have a favorite episode, but 
Marie doesn't judge what you keep or don't keep. One of the girls had this like little cup on the episode and she's like, oh, I want to keep this because it means something to me and it, I got it at this event. And she's like, great. Like that's, that means something to you. Like she wasn't yeah. like, no, throw that out. You don't need <laughs> that. So she's very understanding and it's, she's like accommodating to the individual, but I'm glad that things like this are getting popular because it's bringing awareness to a situation that needs to be addressed. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I'll add to that. I think it's an incredible show and I'm happy that they created it because it reminds all those who are watching the show that we live in too much excess. We have too much stuff and that we need to, we need to clean it up because it's not adding value to our life. A lot of the stuff is not adding value. Mm -hmm. So that being said, I appreciate the show because it focuses on a component of minimalism that is very important to kind of address. So to clear the clutter and to then organize it. So that's a component. So I think we're moving in the right direction. I think uh, it's very relatable, hence why it's become super popular right now. Um, However, I also argue that some of those episodes, I mean, I fear that they're not getting to the root of the problem. That being, hey, step back before you look at all of the stuff that you have and ask yourself, how did I get here? Why am I here and why do I want to change? What habit changes do I need to make in order to live the lifestyle that I want to? So that's what you mean by the root of the problem, right? Like, why are you shopping? Yeah. Like, what is driving you to shop? Because I know some people say they love to de-stress by going shopping. Yep. And I never got that. I always found shopping really stressful. It is stressful. Is it? Okay. Lines and... Yeah, but I guess there's something about... Around. And even Courtney Carver said, you know, if you have a bad day or something happens or you're not feeling beautiful that day and we all feel that way sometimes and so you buy that fresh new shirt and it gives you kind of a boost but there are other ways to find that go for a yoga class go for a run there's all all these things that you can do without actually consuming yeah which is exactly what you guys are doing in the city which is like talking to people and hanging out with your friends and and going to the parks and sailing and all of these things right yeah well one of the reasons why we started this podcast is for community empowerment to empower people because mental health is a, a serious issue right now and and one of the con- contributors to that is excess especially excess in our minds all the the expectations and you know how we think people see us and all those worries and all the anxiety and stress inside of us and yeah. by decluttering our mental and our physical spaces we can regain that clarity and control over our time and our energy and our money so oh it's like so smart and deep and i'm just thinking of like if i have dishes in my sink or something like it makes me feel uncomfortable and i don't want to work like i don't want to do work if i yeah. i'm like ah oh, sink i got to go and like wash them quickly and like put them where they belong in the cupboard right so imagine if you were someone who like has too much stuff and like your house is dirty all the time probably doesn't make you feel very good no and everything's there was like a picture where there was all this like the place was a mess and the mail wanted had to get sorted and the garbage had to get taken out and the dishes had to get done and it's like how can you like be at peace and um be calm and relax when your house is like that all the time like it's just You're just going to be reacting. We live in a reactive culture and, you know, our smartphones are supposed to make our lives easier and they can. And we had an episode on this, how, you know, let's, let's be in control of those devices so that we control them rather than allowing them to control us. 
you know, we get a text message. Apparently it takes, I think it was seven to 15 minutes to get back into that headspace you're in when you go and react to your phone in between doing something where you're focused. So, Oh, you guys were talking about that on the Courtney Carver um, episode, yes, right? About, yes. about the phone and putting yep. it down. And she said she got rid of like a lot of her apps. Yes. And even decluttering your phone. Isn't that funny? Like you, yep. you think of decluttering and you can even declutter your, your apps. And it's your, it's your oh, physical so space, funny. your mental space and your virtual space. Wow. So that's like really inspiring. Cause yeah. I have like pages of apps, but only use or download those apps that we know will add value to our everyday and that we know we use. And if we don't use it, we'll get rid of it. Hmm. I've had people ask me if I'm a minimalist before and I don't think I am so much like I am a, a bit, but I have hoodies from high school. So like 15 years ago or more. And when I moved out West for university, I put them in a bin in my parents' basement. And then, you know, 15 years later, I'm wearing them again. Oh, good. So I kind of like to keep things. And again, we were saying before about rags. So like, instead of just getting rid of things I don't wear, I'll kind of like wear them as old clothes, we call them, because I kind of live out in the woods. So if we're like working or, or taking out the horses or something, uh, we'll wear older clothes that I would never be seen in, in town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes sense. Exactly. Uh, so I have like a hierarchy of clothes that I would wear. And then I do kind of keep things around, but I use them. So I don't just have things I never use. I have things that I use for different times or like an old coat. So instead of like when I bought a new winter coat, I kept my old winter coat and I can wear it around the horses. Cause you know, horses are like, they'll make your clothes smell. Um, I think by being environmental and zero waste, you are naturally a minimalist. I think so too. Yes. Yeah. I feel like it's hard to be zero waste and, and have a lot of stuff. so much stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We just did an episode on decluttering your closet, which really, really is a great place to start when you're getting into this lifestyle. Uh, And, you know, it's amazing. We had so many uh, listeners kind of send us pictures of what they've done. Oh, good. It's it's incredibly rewarding. And I I hope anybody who does can maintain that, you know, with all the tips that we provide. But yeah, so. And you're right. It's a good place to start with clothing, right? Yeah. Because people, they say we only wear like 20% of our clothing and we're Canadian. Like we need more clothing because we have such extreme seasons like I I have a parka and like shorts in my closet all year round like it I only have like one or two pairs of shorts and one parka but like I still need like you need more clothes it's not like we live in LA and it's right? easier one yeah. season, right? It's more yeah. challenging. That's what I wanted to ask you guys, because if you have four seasons in Canada, like we have a unique climate, right? Yeah, right? So uh, like when I was growing up, we always had summer clothes and winter clothes. And then just kind of in between was just like an overlap. But we would always put our winter clothes away in the summer. When I lived in British Columbia, you wouldn't do that because at night it gets down to like eight, which is like pretty cold. Like you always need your jackets and stuff, but here it's like first, I don't know, four months. You're never going to wear like pants basically because it's just like so it's hot. It's so beautifully hot, hot in the evenings. I love that about summer. But it's yeah. nice here. Yeah. yeah. So do you guys like put things away for the seasons or do you just have so little stuff that you keep it out? Lauren has so little stuff, but I don't put anything away. She doesn't no. put anything away. I do. So I'm still adopting this lifestyle. I would say I probably have maybe 35 items right now wow out. so you're close to the 33 yeah no i did the three at uh, the project 333 challenge with courtney carver which we'll go into but uh basically uh, my advice in our uh, our podcast about decluttering the closet is go through those things let's say it's winter right now anything summer spring etc 
you can buy a compartment. I have a two foot by three foot compartment that slips under my bed and I put nice. all of my summer clothes in there. It makes life so much easier. Now, when it comes to winter coats, yeah, Laura and I, we only all own one, one winter coat. You can either put it on your bed or you can put it in your closet, right? So you don't mm. have to see it in your main closet every <coughs> single day. Yeah. So, yeah. See, with me, I feel like in the winter, like if you travel, you kind of need your shorts and bathing suits. So I don't want to have to go to get them out. And However, it's not a big deal. This yeah, it's not a huge deal. <laughs> but I also feel like sometimes if you put stuff away in storage, when you go back to it, you're like, I want new stuff. Like, why would you want oh, really? this dusty stuff and storage? That's how I would feel. I mean, I never feel that way. It feels uh, lovely. I oh, feel lighter okay, and happier. It's great. Well, it's whatever works. Just yeah. imagine having 60 items in your closet and bringing it down to 30 because you can either... Obviously, you have to declutter those things first, but those that are left over, seasonally, you can swap. Okay. Lauren always stresses that because you have a smaller wardrobe and because you're more intentional about everything else, you take better care of it. Yeah. Yeah, like I would never just throw my clothes on the floor. Right. Like I, when I used to live with roommates, if they borrowed something and they threw it on the floor after, I'm like, oh my God, like that's one of my 10 things. What are you doing? <laughs> but I it's just, I know. Yeah, you, like, you, you care so much more about your stuff. And going yeah. back to the goal thing, I think with minimalism, you really have to figure out your why. Like, if you're just doing it to be trendy or for the aesthetic, like, it might not last. If you're just doing it to get organized, like, you have to develop the why, like, to be environmental, to be more intentional, to want to do other things with your time and money than just consume and just be part of this consumption society. I want to focus on higher quality clothing because I want to save money. I don't want to keep buying fast fashion. And, you know, I also want to have a tighter wardrobe. And, you know, I want to start bringing, again, you said, you know, when I go grocery shopping, I don't have to deal with all these bags and these plastics. I'm going to bring my own reusable bag and, you know, all my plastic containers. I grew up with a family that had zillions of plastic containers. And and (laughs) I met, yes, I met someone who introduced me to glass containers and I thought oh game changer Mm -hmm. and you know I went from I'm not joking like I got this from my family 60 maybe plastic containers because like that's how I grew up put everything in container Mm -hmm. and put in the microwave when you do just the (laughs) worst thing you can do to literally five little glass containers and so everything and Lauren inspired me her if you open her cupboard it looks like a showroom cupboard oh my god and Uh so that's how I now keep my dishes and my cups and her forks and I for I tell people come here and like open my kitchen cupboard and just laugh because they're like oh my god this is you have like your one one spoon. Um, <laughs> and you're like one wine opener. I'm like, that's all I need though. Like, right. um, it's so funny though, because growing up, we had this one big cupboard with all of our plastic containers. And every time we would open it, all these containers would fall <laughs> And it was like the joke that like we could never keep this cupboard organized and no one would want to open it. So it's just. <laughs> it's like a cartoon when somebody I'm, opens their closet. Yeah. And, like, falls on them. And they're buried in a pile. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Could be an actual clothing closet too. Yeah. Crazy. You get used to the, the glass containers and like I get super ex- upset if I lose one. I'm like, no, an era is I'm over. Not. Or if it breaks. I'm just like, yeah. I need that. <laughs> yeah. So we can get you guys on everywhere the podcasts are available. Like, are you, yes. are you on Spotify too? Yes. So same nice. places. Um, Spotify, Podbean, uh, Stitcher, iTunes. iTunes. Yeah. So awesome. You can find us on there at Millennial Minimalist. Uh, as well, we have an Instagram account at Millennial Minimalist, and you can send us a DM. We're very active there. 
Awesome. You're on Facebook too, I think? You have a Facebook? We are, yeah. So we're also on Facebook at Millennial Minimalists. And uh, I would say we're most active on Instagram. And uh, I feel like that's the place for us millennials where we love it. So we're very active there. And then you can find every other website on Podbean. Thank you guys so much for speaking with me today and uh, inviting me up here in Toronto. So it's been so nice to meet you in person and have a good conversation. Absolutely. And I look forward to hearing the rest of your episodes that come out and, uh, and learning more about your journey. This has just been great. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. Awesome. That was Kelly and Lauren from the podcast Millennial Minimalists. If you like our show and want to help save the world from all this trash we're consuming, please consider donating to the Zero Waste Countdown. You can become a patron on Podbean. You can find me on Patreon. Or you can donate right on the website, zerowastecountdown.com. And if you're interested in seeing a photo of our guests, you can check us out on Instagram. That's zero underscore waste underscore countdown. And if you want to email me, it's laura at zerowastecountdown.com. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thanks to all our listeners in America, Canada, Australia, Germany, the UK, and wherever else you may be tuning in from. Together, we're going to change the world. Change starts now. This is the Zero Waste Countdown Podcast. (laughs) 